Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are so glad you are with us this morning. We come to you live every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., unrehearsed. We'd never plan a thing. But if you want to get in on the action and hop on board the crazy train, all you got to do is give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. If you got any questions, comments, or just want to brag about a big fish or turkey or whatever. Today, joining in with me because Danny Bush is out fishing in the Bay of Green Bay is our advertising manager, Ron we attack it, Don! Heidenreich. Good morning, boys. <laughs> Good morning, Ron. And, of course, producing today, because uh, Christian is off in uh, California someplace, is the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlovsky. Good, Good morning. morning, gentlemen. Good morning. All right. First of all, I got a couple of email. Well, I got an email here. <coughs> Excuse me, Ron. Got an email from a regular listener, Adam, it says, Just a heads up to all the fishermen who are planning to going on Pewaukee Lake the second weekend in May. That's That would be next weekend. Next weekend. Uh, there are two different muskie tournaments there on May 12th. You may might want to drop your boat in at a different lake that weekend. It will mostly be a zoo out there. <laughs> it'll, it'll be busy. It'll, it'll be, be busy. busy. That uh, The 12th is that Saturday, yeah. So there'll yeah. be a lot of boats. In yeah, that. There's, there's a bit of a conflict there. The, uh, the local chapter of Muskies, Inc. is having their annual fundraiser. And uh, although they do run their, their fundraiser on, P- I believe it's Pewaukee, Okachi, and Oconomowoc are the three lakes that they can fish. Mm-hmm. The bulk of them guys will be on Pewaukee. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, there's a tournament uh, trail that's uh, getting started down here in southern Wisconsin called uh, the Joke and Joe's uh, Muskie Trail, and he's mm-hmm. from uh, Eagle River, uh, excuse me, Three Lakes area. And he's got a tournament scheduled for the same day. Uh, and what's kind of surprising is being a conflict of two organizations running on the same day is we were kind of surprised that DNR gave him a permit mm. for two tournaments on the same lake. Well, how many boats do you expect in each one on Pewaukee? The Muskie Zig tournament typically brings in around 30 to 40 boats. 
Okay. Um, we this uh, other one, it's an unknown. It's a new trail. Could so. be ten. Could be twenty. Could be thirty. Right. You never know. Never know. Yeah. Okay. And guys coming from all over for that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, he he runs a small tournament trail up in that Three Lakes Eagle River area, and, and he wanted to break down here with uh, Southeast Wisconsin and uh, and the Madison area. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It, this is the first inaugural year, and we'll see how that works out. Oh, all right. And then, uh, well, today is the opening day of the game fish season in Wisconsin, especially down here. Correct. And uh, so, you know, this morning coming to the show, I, I, I saw only two boats on the road being towed. Wow. Uh, I only, only saw two. But then again, that was early, you know. That's, that's two more than I saw. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see yeah. any. Now, Ron, let me ask you, do you, do you uh, is opening weekend or opening day a big deal to you like it used to be to many people? No, I got, you know, easily 200 more days to fish this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I I avoid the lakes. Yeah. I you know it's too busy. There's yeah, it is busy. Yeah, yeah, you know the funny thing about it is that like pan fishing is open year round, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you today you go out on any of these southeast Wisconsin lakes, and there's going to be guys out there that haven't been out all year, mm-hmm. and they're going to be sitting there anchored with their bobbers out for panfish when they could have been out there yesterday and fishing. Yeah. But today's the oh, opener, yeah. so they're out there today, yeah. and it's just, it gets yeah. crazy. Yeah, years ago, well, when I was younger, yeah, opening day was a big day, and it was a big day for my kids, too. My boys wanted to get out on opening day. But, you know, after a while, over the years, then, it's like opening day, it was just too much of a mess, you know, just, yeah. and uh, and especially depending upon the weather. Because a lot of times opening day, the weather really sucks. It could be inclement. Yeah. yeah. Today is really nice. It's going to be a nice day today, you know, so. You know, the other thing you run into is uh, invariably there's going to be some people at the boat landing that haven't had their <laughs> motor started yet this year. Yeah. It's it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And their battery's going to be dead or the motor's not going to start or uh, in some instances the people aren't real well versed in how to load or unload their boat and at times tempers can flare at the boat landings. Yeah, yeah. I just avoid this weekend. I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers would be good to use his phrase for all those people Relax. going up. Relax, <laughs> folks. Just take it easy. Slow down. Don't get all upset. Yeah, there's going to be a few yahoos <laughs> out there that uh, just don't know the proper etiquette, boat launch etiquette, True. you know. So just relax. Uh, just take it easy, you know. And I mean, and there's going to be new people there who don't know how to back up their boats properly. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> And then yeah. probably the worst part about uh, that situation is going to be when they're done fishing today because the the number one biggest mistake people make when they put their boat on the trailer is they back their trailer too far into the right. lake. Right, yep. And the back yep. of the boat is floating and it's swinging around back and forth oh. and they pull out of the ramp and then the boat is kittywampus on the trailer. Kittywampus? Kittywampus. <laughs> is and that a technical term? That's highly technical. <laughs> Okay. And and uh, so then they back back in yeah. too far, oh, yeah. and they get it all lined up, and then they pull out, and it swung off to the other side. And uh, oh, we've seen that millions of times. Yeah, you know I've what? told people over years, yeah, and you have too. Just don't back it in so far. No, you know, you you can be uh, uh, like this weekend, and then any holiday weekend. If you want to be entertained, you know, we got the boat ramp right at Smokey's there. Uh, pick up a lawn chair and a six pack of beer, and you'll have a good day. Yeah, you'll see Just a lot watch. of stuff. <laughs> you guys, you got somebody on the line, Jeff? Yeah, they're starting early yeah. today. Let's yeah. uh, head out to good old Maple Ridge and talk to our buddy Kevin. 
Oh, Kevin, good morning. How are you, Kevin? Oh, very good. Yeah, what's on I, your mind this morning? I got a new radio. You do? Yeah. Yeah? It must it, be working because you're listening to us. Oh, yeah, well, I'm recording off of it. Uh, it uh, it's a big uh, CC radio. It comes from Sea Crane of Fortuna, California. Never heard of it. Oh, it's um, <laughs> you can get these. Uh, they were the only one. This was the only one in stock, so. So you were forced to take that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is it? A really good radio or something? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. AM, FM. Yeah. Does it uh, pick up signals from outer space or anything? Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> I was, uh, I was listening. Uh, I was listening to. Um, Another station just up the dial. I don't know if I should mention. Shame it. on you! No, you shouldn't mention. No, that. don't mention that. it. And no. they played, uh, and they played one of my favorites, "The Sounds of Silence." Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, that was always a good one. That's that's not really good bumper music. You know why? Because it's too mellow, too slow. You know. Yeah, but that's a great song. I love that song. Yeah, I always like Simon yeah. Garfunkel's music. Yeah, I got I got uh, one of their well, because you know I play guitar and stuff. But anyway, I got that one book of all their big hits. You know, it's got a whole oh, really? bunch of songs in it. And yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good song. They had a lot of good ones. A lot of good uh, ones. Tom. Yes. Do you remember the show that Earl Gillespie had mm-hmm. on TV? Yeah. Earl goes fishing. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that show, Tom? To tell you the truth, I don't remember a damn thing about it. I just remember he had it, and I remember it was on TV, but I don't remember if it was good, bad, or what. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. Well, do you remember it? Ron, do oh, you yeah. remember? Well, it's I vaguely remember it. it. It's probably about on the same par as John Gillespie's show. Yeah, I I um, I remember it. Um Whatever happened to Dan Small? He's still around. Yeah, he's still hosting Outdoor Wisconsin. Is he? Yeah, he still hosts the show. What, what, what channel is it on? 10, I think. Yeah, Channel 10. 10? Yeah, I think it's on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock, I think. Yeah. Oh, nobody tells me. <laughs> they don't tell you any. They don't keep you up to date, huh? No, I don't have a... TV guide. I, no. Oh, you I, you told you told me last week that I should tell you something about uh, Leave It to Beaver. Oh, uh, <laughs> if you want. Yeah, um, <laughs> there was an episode, and go to Barnes and Noble and get these on your. Do you have a DVD player, Tom? Uh, I've got a a Blu-ray. Yeah. Okay, go to Barnes and Noble. There's a episode where he went to Shadow Lake. Oh yeah, we talked about that. Shadow Lake. Yeah. yeah. And uh uh they didn't want to go. And uh he wanted to uh trade comic books, his friend Larry Mondello. Yeah. And he and he and Ward says, You can trade comics anytime. Right now we're going to Shadow Lake and we're gonna go fishing. And and they caught six fish oh, on you, the episode. You counted, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Andy fish. Griffith and them, they would go fishing any, every now and then, too. Remember that? On, Andy, on the Andy Griffith show. Oh, I didn't Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they would go. Him and Opie would go. And yeah. Barney, you know. Well, mainly Opie and uh, 
Andy. Hey, listen, we got to go to a break. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Kevin. Okay. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye now. All right. Uh, we'll take this one more caller. We'll we'll do this. Who's this? Uh, this is Dennis from Boulder Junction. Oh, this is our Boulder Junction connection with Dennis Royce coming from God's country. Hi, Dennis. Hi, guys. How you doing this morning? Hey, we're fine. Uh, Ron is with me today. Morning, Dennis. You know Ron. Good morning, Ron. Yeah. So, uh, how's everything up there? You got some snow melting, maybe? Finally, Tom, this week was unbelievable. We had uh, warm weather all week in the 70s, and a week ago Sunday I drove my gator on the lake to go down to the boathouse to unload all the ice fishing equipment. Today I'm going out there to fish. Open what, water? Open water? Yeah. Open water. Holy moly, you're kidding. Well, I've never, ever seen the lake's uh, ice disappear that quick, as much ice as we had. Some places we were still cutting 25 to 30 inches of ice, and I would say by the end of this week in most lakes, except the bigger ones, are going to have uh, ice off. So Wow. So we are going fishing this morning. The sun's coming up. It's a beautiful morning. It's, it's cool right now, but it's supposed to be in the 60s and 70s. The walleye should be up in the shallow waters, to, especially the females, we're hoping. And uh, we're looking forward to a great day on the lake. Wow, that's quite a turnaround. Yeah, yeah it I heard it. Unbelievable. Tom, there were people ice fishing this week yet. They were still ice fishing this week. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they shouldn't have been. They shouldn't have been out there. But they were still. there are still some spots. You, I'm sure you could probably get on the ice and some of the spots that are tucked away where the shade is. But uh, it, it's unbelievable how quick that ice went out. Wow, that that is amazing. That is amazing. Well, well you know that the, the the sun right now is just about at the same angle as we get in August. You know, because of the, the season yeah, change, so yeah. it's, it's shining directly on the ice now rather yeah. than from an angle. Wow, the sun, sun is like big. I couldn't. I never ever seen something change so quick. Yeah. But uh, I I thought sure I was going to be calling you from the ice this year. <laughs> But uh, the boat's hooked up to the car, and we're going to go out and try some fishing. All right. Well, good luck, Dennis. So we'll give you a report next week or something and see how things are going. I think it'll be good. Uh, uh, like I say, most lakes, the people are planning on coming up. I said by next week, and I would think most lakes are going to be open. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. The big, the big one should be open as well because it's supposed to be quite warm, and they're expecting some thunder showers tonight. So we'll see what happens. All right, Dennis. Well, good luck. Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you're welcome. Have a nice weekend, guys. All right. Yeah, bye now. All right, we got to go to a quick break, folks. When we come back, uh, the Gov- Governor Walker has got some advice. Uh, the DNR is going to be doing some things. He had a big conference uh, the, this past week, and uh, we'll tell you all about that when we come back here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. There is a house in New Orleans. They Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Okay, uh, the name of this uh, group, do you know? You know it, right, Jeff? The Animals. Yes. Now, what was the name of the group that Eric Burton, that's the name of the singer here on The Animals, what was the name of the next group he went to? No clue. I don't know. Eric Burton in War. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. I remember war. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Anyway, San Francisco Nights. Remember that's that right. one? Yeah, that was I a do. good one. That was a good I love Oh, I really like that song. We should 
bring it up. It's yep. a really good one. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Uh, the the governor and his advisors, his 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 dear advisors. Now, folks, uh, boy, I tell you what, you're probably going to give us a bunch of calls at seven nine nine twelve fifty. You know the problems with CWD. All right. So these are the recommendations or what they're planning on doing. Danny Bush was on a conference call. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> he was on a conference call with a bunch of other uh, people in the media, you know, from radio shows, TV shows, magazines, and all that. And the gov- governor wanted to tell everybody what's going on and get this out. First of all, number one, requiring enhanced deer farm fencing through the new DATCP rule, whatever it is. And currently, farms are required to have an 8-foot fence. Enhanced fencing would require either a second 8-foot high fence, an electric fence, or an impermeable physical barrier to to meet the emergency rules requirements. Okay, got no problem with that. Yeah. Number two, controlling the movement of potentially potentially infected deer. Is it raining? What do I hear? Mm. Or is that just the heater kicking in? Yeah, the okay. heat, it's the heater. <laughs> Sorry like, about that. I, 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 I got the ADD like John had. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just, anyway, controlling the movement of potentially infected deer through the creation of a new DATCP rule banning the movement of live deer from deer farms in effective CWD-affected counties. In other words, if there's... Uh, a county that's infected with CWD and there's a deer farm there, they can't, like, take deer from that deer farm to another county, any other county, no place. It's got to stay right there. Okay, makes sense. Now, here's the one that everybody's going to talk about. Number three, and the last one, preventing contamination from hunted, hunted deer carrying CWD by tasking the DNR to create emergency and permanent rules banning the movement of deer carcasses from CWD-affected counties. Under the rule, rule hunters can still quarter the deer with, within the county it was harvested and then take the meat anywhere in the state, but no portion of the spinal cord may be attached or moved. A hunter who harvests a deer in a CWD-affected county may only move a whole carcass outside the county if the carcass is delivered to a licensed taxidermist or meat processor. Hmm. Wow. So, okay, uh, how is the DNR going to know if you take that, that you're really taking that deer? They're to not. A, they're not going to know if you're... They, they don't even worry about registering them anymore. Yeah, I mean, how are they going to know? Uh, you could say, yeah, I'm taking it over to... John Doe's uh, taxidermy shop, and then you don't. Right. You just take it home and butcher it. <laughs> Correct. You know, Correct. I mean, I, th- there's some gray areas. This, and here's another thing that they don't mention. Now, it says you can't take the spinal cord, right? Correct. Well, isn't the spinal cord go all the way up the neck to the head? Yeah, if you're going to have a mount on your taking uh, a portion of the neck and the entire uh, uh, head, yeah. skull, yeah. you know, Spine included. Yeah, is you going to the taxidermist. Yeah, yeah. Because, but at first they say, well, you can't take it. But oh, wait a minute, unless you're taking it to this place. Now, okay. Now they say that you know you shouldn't cut through bones anymore because of CWD, right. right? You gotta fillet the meat off of the bones. No more cutting through bones with the chainsaw, not chainsaw, with <laughs> yeah. the with the bandsaw, bandsaw right. or whatever. You know, no more cutting through the bones. Well, 
a lot of guys I know, I know some personally who they they carve up their own deer, they process it themselves, and they don't cut through the bones. They do it the right way, right? But they're not allowed to to bring it home because you gotta you gotta now. And then the other thing with you quarter it, okay, you quarter it, leave the spine there. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, I don't know that. I think there's gonna be a little. I think there's going to be more conversation about this number three thing, you know? I think there's going to be. I think there's ro- there's room for people to, uh, how do we say, skirt around it, you know? There's yeah, room- there's, there's wiggle room there. Yeah, there's some wiggle room. The, the right. whole thing with the CWD thing and, and the way it seems to be spreading is they're trying to fight a losing battle. I, I, you know, they're not ever going to arrest this stuff uh, and stop it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't believe, and they're legislating and making rules and and uh, makes things complicated. Well, you know the the deal with the fences and all that that's fine, you know, that that's cool. But uh, um, you know, I, I mean, the the first two are fine, okay. But it's it, it's that third one, like you say, there's wiggle room in there for people to circumvent the law, just like just like this last year. You don't have to put a back tag on it. And you're supposed to call it in, or use you know use your smartphone, or get on a regular phone and uh, register your animal. You know there were a lot of people, and we're talking thousands of people, that said uh, that said screw it. Uh, oh, there I sorry. That said screw it. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna take it home, and then I'm gonna go out next week and shoot another one. You know. So there were literally folks. Yeah, I heard this from. I can't tell you who or what organization, but there were thousands of people who did that, you know, who never, you know, registered it and just went out and shot another one. So, yeah, there's uh, there's always going to be people like that. But anyway, so, but there you have it. If you got any questions or comments about it, well, don't ask me any questions. What the heck do I know? Yeah. 799-1250 if you got any comments, though. If you think this is right or wrong, or if you want me to read it over again for you, <laughs> which I don't know if you want me to do that, but uh, so, but you know, th- this was the advice that the governor got from all his advisors in the DNR community and uh, all the deer advisors and whatever. You know, this is this is what they're going to try to do to to prevent the spread of CWD. And to tell you the truth, Ron, I'm Ron, I'm I, I'm actually a little worried about. Eating deer again, eating venison. Well, you know, we we were given some uh, venison from some friends of ours, the wife and I, and uh, she just she's she made the call, and I don't blame her. She says I, I don't want to eat it anymore. Yeah, so I, I've I've talked to a number. I mean, actually, a lot of guys that say, you know, I uh, I I don't know. I'm and 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 a lot of these guys that I've talked to, they're they're not just uh, antler hunters. Mm-hmm. They they like venison, right? But now they're questioning, well, I like to eat it, but if I'm not going to eat it because of the CWD chances, I'm not just going to go out and shoot a deer just uh, for the antlers. Just to you know, shoot one. Just to shoot one and take uh, take a head mount, you know. I right. mean, so, I, yeah, this, this, this is uh, this is a weird situation, folks. 799-1250, if you want to give us a buzz. He's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. He's the Polish pipe palm behind the boards. <laughs> 
I like that's a great who gave you that nickname? Tim Allen. He did. Yeah. That's a great nickname. Holy shit. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> that's a good one. Hey, we gotta go to a break right now, folks. When we come back, we're gonna do the gut report, and then right after the six forty five break, we have the Hornschwaggle uh, sponsored by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You can win a really nice prize package playing the Hornschwaggle. So that's going to be right after the 645 break. Stay tuned for the gut report. We'll be right back with more. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Okay. Now, some of you might not be old enough to remember Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips. You I remember, remember them? Do you know them, Jeff? I do not. No? Well, they, they still have a couple of restaurants. I think it's uh, down in the Cudahy area, South Milwaukee, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, Arthur Treacher's Fish and Chips used to be big all over the place. They're big in other parts of the country, though. And uh, nobody could figure out, how do you make that? F- I mean, it's really good fish, right? Mm. It's really good, the, the, the coating on it. And how they do it is really good. Well, guess what? You know how. I know how. <laughs> now, if you miss part of this and you can't write it down fast enough, all you got to go is to uh, one. Uh, what is it? Sports Radio 105? No, it's just 1057fmthefan.com, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, 1057fmthefan.com. Uh, and then look for the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Just scroll down, click on Cutting Edge Outdoors. You'll see the first hour and second hour. You can podcast it. You know, you can. Uh, tune in around eh, about 20 minutes after into the start of the first hour, and, and you'll get it. You can copy it down in. Okay, here you go. First of all, this is what you're going to want to mix on the side. You're going to get three cups of pancake mix, one teaspoon of basil. That's dried basil if you want. One teaspoon of pepper, a half a teaspoon of garlic powder, three cups of club soda or beer. Mix that all together. All right. And then you take your fish and you dip it into the flour, okay? You lightly, you know, get the flour over it. But then you refrigerate it, okay? Oh, no, I take it back. You don't do that yet. Dip, dip it in flour. You let it dry for five minutes. That's important. Then you dip it in that batter mix and you put it into some really hot oil, 425 degrees. That's Ooh, one of the secrets. That's hot. Yeah, normally it's like 350. You put it in for 425 degrees. It only takes a few minutes for it to get nice and golden brown, okay? You need to take it out. I'll tell you what, delicious. Wow. Delicious. Now, one of the things that they recommend, I don't do it, it takes too long to do, is that you're supposed to take some lemon slices, put it over the fish that you, the pieces of fish you're going to cook, cover it with lemon slices, and put it in a refrigerator for two to three hours. Okay. It gets some of that lemony flavor inside the fish right. there. Now, you if you want to go through that process, yeah, fine, you know. But if you want to skip that, it's good too. Okay. So, anyway, the gut report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bigger right. than you. Yeah, I'm higher on the food chain. I, I tell you, talking about discount liquor, if you go, uh, anyone's interested in seeing some muskies, uh, go by the uh, the discount liquor in downtown Waukesha, and where the river is on the other side of the river from discount liquor, there's a, a like a, a round pool. Like, 
Isn't it a walking path along there? It's a walking path. And right now, and the water's high, I guarantee there's muskies swimming on the stair steps. It's just, yeah, yeah, guaranteed. 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 With this warming trend now, that they got, you know, that uh, the warm water sucked the muskies up the river and Mm -hmm. they get up as far as that dam and, and off to the west side of the river. There's a circular area that calls that causes a large eddy, right. and uh, when the water's high, there, there's stair steps there, mm-hmm. and and the muskies will actually be swimming on the stairs because they're flooded. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I mean they're they are right there. They're three feet away from you. Wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and that's, that's that would be going on right now if someone wants to see some uh, some wild live. Muskies. I mean that's not just cool for kids. That's cool for hey, adults. Buddy. Sure, <laughs> that sure. is. That would be awesome. Gets the juices flowing. Yeah, it does. Can't wait for it. Um, and also, speaking of panfish, yes. <laughs> I, I know we didn't, uh, I know we weren't, but we will now. Oh, who do you got on the line? I'm sorry. Uh, let's head out to Port Washington and Carl. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Carl. How you doing today? Pretty good, Tom. What's shaking? Uh, same old stuff. Ron's here with me today. Danny's up fishing. Lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Carl? Oh, that CWD thing back yeah. 13 years ago, I was down at the Iowa Deer Classic with some friends and met up with some guys from Nebraska, and we were talking about it because it was a pretty hot and heavy topic at the time. And I asked them, and they said, well, we've had that for like 30 years. Said, well, what do you guys do? He goes, we just take the back straps and the hindquarters. That's it. And that's it, huh? That's it. He goes, the neck and that you don't want to stay away from because it's got the... Uh, yeah, the neck and the spine and the brain. Yeah, yeah stay away yeah, from that. The, uh, what do you call it? Neurons. Yeah. Oh, prions. Yeah, prions. Prions, yeah. Prions, yeah. Prions in the... Anyway, he goes. That's all we do. That's what we, that's it. So we've been doing it for yeah. thirty years before you guys got it. It's right. kind of a shame, you know, because you throw away a lot of good meat, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. potentially, like, potentially good or meat. or potentially <laughs> good meat. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Is right. that is that but what um, you do now, Carl? Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, that's what I've been doing. So okay. I don't know. And then they have, and then they were doing those. Never really, they were doing those kits. You were paying sixty bucks. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. To do the testing, you send it out. And yeah. I'm like, whatever happened to all that? Well, yeah. I don't know if they're going to continue with that or not. They didn't say anything in that report, so don't know. Mm. Don't know. See. We'll see what happens when the when the new regulations come out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. I just thought I'd throw my little <laughs> experience in on that. All right. Well, you know what? It's not a terrible idea. You no. keep the back straps in the hindquarters, oh, right. but you do lose a lot of potentially good meat, but... Yeah, what are you gonna do? If it's, in, if it's in your head and you're concerned, like Ron was saying about, yeah. you know, and uh, not even eating it, so right, that's true. That's true. And I was telling Ron I, that I really like venison. I like it a lot, oh, yeah. you know. And uh, so, yeah, well, we'll this, see. This past year, I had the uh, unfortunate experience of of witnessing a, a young man that was in his early forties waste away from mad cow disease. Oh, really? Mm. Which is Basically, chronic wasting. Right, right, right. And and he he just deteriorated to the point, and then he passed away. And you don't hear about that stuff no, on the news. No, you don't you hear don't, about that. Nope, nope. And you know, happened to you know see this fella maybe once every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and just watch the decline. And it's it's not pretty. No, mm. it's a very sad deal. I'll say we're gonna have to talk about that during the break. I got so you got to tell me. To that, does that compare to that Crutchfield Jacobs? That's that's oh, what it is. West? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a All sad right, deal. I'll have a good one. All right, you thanks, bet. Carl, for calling. See ya. All right, when well, okay, well, we we are going to get into some panfish stuff, some bass stuff. We got uh, some news, 
and some new stuff out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, which, by the way, is open for... What's the hours out there now? Uh, normal hours now is Saturday, Sunday, 5.30 in the morning till 8 at night. Weekdays, 7 in the morning till 8 at night. All right. And uh, open for business with all kinds of good stuff out there. But right now... We need a contestant for the Hornschwaggle, which is brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. Give us a call at 799-1250. Win a really nice prize package. Ron is going to make three statements, and you, you and either it's going to be a Hornschwaggle, which is BS, or it's going to be a no Hornschwaggle, which means he's telling you the truth. You get two out of three right, you're going to win that really nice prize package from Baitmate. So. 799-1250, be the first caller, be the contestant, be the winner. We'll see you in just a bit. CWD is bad to the bone. Oh, <laughs> did you like a, that? What a segue. <laughs> Oh, you're good. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 1250 AM and 105.7 FM. The fan, he's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tommy the True Neubauer, and today we have Jeff Orlovsky in the studio on the boards. He is the Polish pipe bomb, the one and only Polish pipe bomb. <laughs> and, he, and does that mean it doesn't blow up? If it's the Polish pipe bomb, it doesn't explode. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> no, no offense intended. <laughs> All right. Uh, now it is time to play the Hornschwaggle. Who do you have on the line? On the northwest side, we have Dan. Good morning, Dan. Morning, Dan. Morning. Hey, now, morning, you, you know how this works, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Here right. is Ron to give you the uh, statements, and don't blame me if you don't like them. Okay, Dan, I think uh, you're going to be a lucky winner here today. So today being the official opener of the Wisconsin freshwater fishing season, Cinco de Mayo and my wife's birthday, happy birthday. That being said, all species of game fish are fair game to be fished for statewide. Hornschwaggle? Hornschwaggle or, or no hornschwaggle? I believe that's a no hornschwaggle. No, that's a hornschwaggle. You can't mm. fish for, uh, for muskies in northern Wisconsin north of Highway 10. That's right. Oh, I thought they changed that a few years ago. Sorry about that. Nope. No, that's oh, that's right. okay. Oh, you don't you have got, to be sorry. That's you right. Got, you got two more chances here. <laughs> right. Okay. With spring, with spring being in the air and the sound of the loon is heard throughout northern Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, the hunting season for the loon corresponds with the turkey season. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I hope that's a horn swaggle. Yeah, that's yeah. a horn swaggle. Yeah. <laughs> you can't shoot a loon. <laughs> no, you'll go to jail. Okay. You shoot a loon. Okay, you're half you're halfway home here. All right. In 1995, the state of Wisconsin introduced elk from the state of Michigan, and they planted them or installed them in the Clam Lake, Wisconsin area. This fall, for the first time in history, Wisconsin will have a managed hunt for the elk. Horn swaggle or no horn swaggle. That's actually two. Hmm? Isn't that, isn't that like two statements? But anyway, go well, ahead. Well, the statement is that the elk were introduced. Yeah. Okay. So and that that's a fact. The elk, the elk were introduced into the Clam Lake area in 1995, and it took them 22 years right. to uh, establish uh, an elk hunting season. Okay. Is that so a hunch? The question is whether or not there's going to be a hunt this year? That's the question. I'm sorry. Or yes. that's the statement. Yes. 
I'm going to say uh, no hornswoggle. Correct. You're right. Now, I, I got a quick question. You said they the first I, ones came from Michigan? Yes. I oh, thought I, it was Colorado myself. I thought it was oh. Kentucky. Well, <laughs> it was, we're all right, over yeah, the board right, right. here. It, it was on the internet, no, that, so it had to be true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to be true if it's, it's on the internet. It's got to be true if it was on the internet. Oh, you I, thought? I, yeah, Dan, I actually you got that yeah. off the DNR website. Yeah, you thought they were from Colorado. Well, I, I did, but then when you said Kentucky, that did uh, ring a bell. No, that Michigan, sounds, uh, Michigan. But but Ron's yeah, saying uh, that the DNR. But I think these recent ones came. The last couple of them came from Kentucky. The, the original planting or stocking of the elk was from Michigan. They were, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then we started getting them from Kentucky. I believe so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. those ones from Kentucky, they they talk funny. Right. Okay. So what uh, what type of a, uh, a product would you like? We got in the bait mate. You have different flavors of bait mate, and we have, have different a, uh, cat, uh, catfish flavor. Okay. I think I think they do. If they don't, you'll be surprised. And with the <laughs> Coleman products, uh, they have some with uh, a lot of DEET and some with not so much DEET. Uh, I'd like the uh, forty or fifty percent if you could. You got it. Got it. Okay. Got it. Appreciate That's... it, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Okay, well, we have a lucky winner, and I will uh, I will email this to Danny, and when he gets back, then he will email the information to Baitmate, and they will then send stuff out to Dan. Yep. Thanks, Dan. All right, now, here's something, Ron. I, <laughs> I don't know if I brought this up last week or not, but whether or not I did or not, I'm bringing it up again. Oh, first of all, let me ask you this. Out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, Yes, we have the mini mites, which are good pan first producers. Yes, but we got something new now from Ice Ice Junkies. Ice Junkies. It's a it's a group of guys that started this in Illinois, and they've actually gone uh, nationwide. It's just the kind of a group of guys that like to ice fish, and um, so the, you know they're primarily fishing for panfish, and they came up with some plastics, uh, plastic tails and grubs that uh, are very good. Yeah, you used them last year I up used on them, a chip, huh? Right. They, you know, and the original ones were for ice fishing, and they were a smaller profile. And then mm-hmm. they, they did come up with some stuff that would be more summertime size, a little larger profile. Uh, and and uh, I was using them last year on the chip off loads and did real well on them. So I put them in the store this yeah. year. Yeah, so we got a bunch of that. So, And we got, over at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, we got all the stuff for panfish, whether it be live bait or artificial. We've got stuff, a lot of stuff for bass. We got a lot of stuff for walleye. Northern and especially musky stuff. You want something in musky? If you can't find it at Smokies, don't go. Don't even bother going musky. You're probably going to be able to find it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to find it there. Yeah, definitely. Everything you need from the, the from bucktails to hard baits to, to 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 the plastic, the big rubber baits, plastic baits. I mean everything. Leaders. Yeah. Yep. Leaders. Line. Leaders, line. Line. Rods. Line, reels. Rods, reels. <laughs> Not That's right. Now, the, the, and, and you you don't carry junk rods. You carry the good stuff. No, no. I got the I, I got the, the primary line of rods that we carry are Saint Croix in the Mojo series, the Premier series, the Legend Tournament series, and uh, so you know those are there's nothing there to sneeze at. They're all good right. quality. They're rods. all good rods. Yeah, and just then, different price points. Different price points. And then I have mm-hmm. one other brand in there. It's called Tackle Industries, and they're they're a good rod. Uh, they're more of a. Uh, uh, I don't want to say on the lower end, but they're more of a price point rod. Okay. Uh, and we carry those also. Right. And then when it comes to reels? Abu oh. Garcia, Shimano, and Daiwa. Yeah. Those and, are the three primary primary brands. And, and uh, you got the new ones, and you got some of the maybe from a, a, maybe a year or two older models. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So we got uh, we got a good selection. Um, I, I try because of limited space in there. We try yeah. to not put a lot of junk in there. Right. Yeah. We got the better stuff. Good in there. stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, last week uh, we did the mistake on the lake at Smokey's, yes. and uh, it seemed like there weren't as many people selling stuff. But as far because you know you know what we forgot to mention. What? I think you mentioned it once, but I forgot to mention it that there was a fifteen percent store wide sale. Right. And I forgot, but you guys did more in business a dollar amount this year than last year. Yeah, it was a, even it was though the, it didn't seem to be as many people. It was our our best one day uh, cash register yeah. deal. And uh, I was going to say Rick made the baked beans, <clears throat> and he's uh, one of the technicians at Smokies, and he made the baked beans, and they were they were very good. Very excellent. Good. Yeah. And then his wife made the pulled pork. Pulled pork sandwiches. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it it was a fun time. A lot of fishing talk, that's for sure. Oh yeah, a lot of fishing talk. Yeah, there wasn't there weren't as many people selling stuff. Uh, I I had stuff there that uh, I you know I sold about three quarters of what I brought, um, but there there weren't quite as many people selling. But the people that were there selling all sold stuff. Yeah, they so. all did because it was good stuff. I I didn't see any real junk there. No, it no. was it was good stuff. Did you see uh, Joel? Now yep. Joel is another one of the technicians at right. Smokies. He had those. He had those musket baits that looked like big round balloons. Those were the cannonballs. Well, they look like a damn cannonball. Yeah. Do people actually use that? Well, yeah, yeah, and and they, <laughs> and they do catch muskies. Um, that that particular company makes them in in uh, three, four different sizes. Yeah, well, and that that big was si- the biggest size. That was big. <laughs> I think some of the muskies come floating up when that bait hits the water. <laughs> I can see now, Ron, why they call it the cannonball. Yeah, it's it's a load. That's yeah, it, sure. it's a big round. It's kind of, yeah, a big round thing. Yeah, it's re- really weird looking. Well, the one thing about that that particular model of that company's bait is that it's so big around that uh, I don't think it's a very good hooking. Thing. No, I don't think so either. You know, because it, 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 the the fish gets its teeth right. around that. Uh, the mo- hooks are just floating around. They're not getting in anywhere. You know, if the fish is big enough, it's not going to be an issue. But, uh, you know, getting a, a 35-incher to stay pinned might be no. a different topic. Yeah, that ain't going <laughs> to happen. That ain't going to happen. Nope. You might as well use a mini mic for those. Right. Anyway, <laughs> all right, time, uh, folks. It is time. It's 7 o'clock, and you know what that is. It's time for the sports update with Jeff. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.